Join Jeanette as she educates owners how to continue empowering their puppies to ensure they become balanced and fulfilled dogs. Nicole, when is rough play too rough? We have a new puppy and she's terrorizing all of my other puppies. Oh, Nicole, my older dog doesn't stop her and she's pulling on ears, nipping on her sides, all kinds of things. It doesn't seem to bother my one dog, but I'm not sure when too much is too much. So here's my, so a couple different options you have. You can correct the puppy and put the puppy, you know, behind the fencing or whatever. Like we're going to have a timeout. I think you're being crazy. I tend to think though, if the established dog, I don't know if it's a Diana that's tolerating it or Leah, I'm, I'm interested to see if it's the mama or not. One's been a mom for us and one's not. They'll usually correct them when they feel like they've had enough. So I kind of let that play out. Let the, let them two decide between each other. And when an established or older dog has enough and be ready, it might be a little bit alarming when they finally do make that correction. There's going to be a lot of sound and they're going to, they could put their teeth on them and the puppy's going to act like the world ended and scream and run and cry. But if that's what they have to do to start setting the boundaries and limitations of what it's allowed and what's not allowed, we let that play out. But if it gets, you know, we don't want a dog to be mean or hurt a puppy, but they absolutely, I don't mind when they correct a puppy the way they should. But if you are uncomfortable with it and you feel like, God, my poor dog is like just getting completely harassed, you can separate and, and give your established dog a break. You can't scold them or teach or train a little puppy to stay away from them. I mean, this is what they're this is what they do with each other. You know, think about them all living in the wild when they're raising their pups. It is a complete pack thing. Everybody in the pack helps and certain members allow more than others. And they all kind of learn that and they all kind of stack and figure out, you know, just like kids do, which parents the easy one, which one's the hard one. What can I get away with? What can I not get away with? Well, when I bring puppies in the house, my Hannah will not tolerate anything. Like she's right away, low growling, like back up. Like I don't want to play. You are not not allowed in my space. And puppies have to learn that. And Holly's like, well, whatever, like you can pull my ears and climb on me. And but even Holly has her limits, it takes a lot longer to get to that spot, but she will then warn. And if the puppy doesn't listen at the warning, then dogs, it's this really incredible thing. And I think we can learn a lot from this when we have to correct our own puppies. When you think about a dog will gen well, always, we might not see it or understand that's what's happening, but they will always warn another dog or a puppy. There is a warning, whether it's freezing, whether it's a low growl, whether it's just showing their teeth and they freeze and stare, there's always a warning. And if that puppy continues, what happens? They raise their level of intensity in a correction. They get louder. They may use their teeth. They may stand up and rah, 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 right to get their point. We don't do that do we? Like we do a correction. And if the dog doesn't do it, we're like, I don't know. No, I said no. Like your dog is barking, right? I love this one. Your dog's barking at, let's say at the door, because there's someone walking by drives you crazy as it should. Not a healthy habit, right? I don't need you barking at people walking by. Then so the dog is barking. And what do we do? We're yelling at the dog. Be quiet. Be quiet. Stop barking. Stop barking. And the dog's like, yeah, mom is barking too. Like, this is great. Like, we're both barking. This is how bad some of your communication is with your dog. Let me tell you, you're literally barking with your dog. And then you're texting me like this dog doesn't listen. I'm like, well, tell me what's going on. I'm like, yeah, the dog's doing exactly what you told it to do. You're barking. They're barking. This is what you have to do. 
A dog doesn't bark or go chase or do anything without warning. <laughs> they, they won't correct without warning. They don't bite without a warning. At that second, when they saw the people walking, what do they do? They freeze. Whoop, their ears go up. They go alert. Boom. That's what you correct. Before they start barking, they know what they're being corrected for. Like, oh, shoot, I'm not allowed to bark. That's when you use your voice and clap your hands and say, no, and walk between the door and the dog and stand there and stare. You have to follow through on a correction. If you only clap and say no to disrupt the behavior and stop them from moving forward, that's only half of a correction. What does a dog do after they correct a puppy? They freeze and they stare and the puppy will slink away. All right, mom means it. You have to get in between the door and the dog and you stand and you stare. Now, is the dog going to challenge you? Yeah, especially if it's an assertive, confident puppy. You're dang right. If you've been allowing and barking with your dog at the door for a year, this is going to take a little bit longer. They're going to be like, well, is mom really serious? Let me try it again. All right. So you're going to stand and you're going to freeze. You may have to body block. They may try to go around you. They may try to bark. But no. Right. Before they bark. You cannot stop your correction until that dog relents. What does that look like? They take a deep breath. <sighs> okay, fine. They stop looking at you and lay down. They turn around and walk away. Now you can walk away from the door. Be ready. <laughs> the dog is going to absolutely go right back to the door and start barking. And you're absolutely going to be watching and catch them before they start barking. And you're going to do it all over again. And you're going to let them know this is not allowed in this pack. There is a consequence when you think about barking at the door, but timing is everything number one and follow through number two. Do you see how wrong you all getting it? Now you wonder why these dogs are not doing what you want them to do. You're not communicating to them in a way that makes sense to them. Your dog is chasing the cat. What do you do? you start chasing too, right? Like, we're just trying to get the dog. The dog is like, yes, mom's playing too. This is the most fun game, chase the cat. You have to correct when. The minute the dog sees the cat, whoop, cat, correct. <laughs> it's all about the timing. The first year, you have to constantly be watching. So once the dog does something you don't like, barking or whatever, you have to correct before they jump on the couch, not when they're on the couch. Now you pull them down. This is what people say. Here's another one. I can't stop my dog from jumping on the couch. I'm like, okay, tell me what you're doing, right? The dog jumps on the couch. I pull him down. The dog jumps back up on the couch. I pull him down. I'm like, oh, what a fun game. That's all you're telling your dog. This is fun, right? They're like, all right, I'll get back on. Oh, back off, back on, back off, back on. There's no consequence there. It's like if you tell your kids to clean their room and you don't follow through and there's no consequence, they will absolutely stop cleaning their room. There's no consequence. You have to correct your dog before they jump on the couch. You got to stand between the dog and the couch. You have to follow through. You have to body block. When you walk away, you better keep watching because you may have to turn around and do it again and again and again. Woo! Catch them before they do it and then correct and then follow through. Those three things are huge in stopping a behavior. You can't correct a dog that already has the hot dog in its mouth 
that got it on the counter. There's no correction. A dog got into the garbage while you're gone and you came home mad. People are like, oh, they knew. They knew that was wrong. You guys, stop. They're acting upset and slink into their kennel because you came home pissed. The minute you saw the garbage, let's be real. What did you do? Oh, mom's mad. Mama's had a bad day. They see you're mad at the trash. They see you're really upset at the trash. But in their mind, they worked really hard and had fun. Mom came home in a bad mood. I don't know. You have to correct them before they do it. You cannot correct a dog after it has been done. Now you become unreliable and crazy. Let's be real. (laughs) You can't rub your dog's nose in pee. They'd be like, I know what that shit smells like. You're a dumb leader. Why are you rubbing my nose in my own pee? Like, I know what that is. You have to catch a dog before they go potty, right? Like, it's the same thing. We potty train the same way. If they jump on you, like, you got to catch them and correct them before they jump on you. Otherwise, it becomes a game. You push them off. Well, that was fun. I'm going to do it again. Have you not seen dogs play? Have you not seen they use their front legs to play and engage? That's all you're doing. You're telling them to jump up again when you push them down with your arms. We'd be like, all these dogs so naughty. No, we're just not correcting and communicating correctly to our dogs. The most humane thing you can do is correct and have consequences that mean something. So you have a dog that truly, truly respects you. And then it gets to a point, it takes time. They're puppies. You're going to have to do this many, many times. But as long as you are completely consistent, they start to know. And then down the road, all you have to say, no, it can be a completely new environment, right? You could be out hiking and they see a bunny. Like this is really high level, right? No. You see, they saw it. You don't even know what it is. You tell them no. They're like, oh, all right, fine. Like that is what we all want. We want a dog that's respectful, but you have to earn that. And you have to do it by being consistent and fair and clear. Nobody likes to work for a boss that's inconsistent. One day they're giving you a bonus for doing something and the next day they're taking money away or you're getting written up for the same damn thing. But that's what we're telling our dogs. We're mad because they're jumping, but we're literally telling them to jump again. And then you wonder why dogs are so frustrated. Why they just act out sometimes. Now you know. (laughs) So please correct correctly. Give them a natural consequence. Be fair, be consistent, be loving, be respectful. And then at the end of the day, you know, when they're a calm state of mind, that's your time to truly love and bond and have physical connection with your dog. And you can be at the end of the day before you go to bed like this was a good, respectful day. You challenged and we got through, we overcame and you challenged and we had a very good conversation together of this is not, this is not going to happen. And you're learning, you know, right? That's what it comes down to is you are learning the same thing when you're out walking your dog. If you know they're going to bark at other dogs, you can't correct when they're barking. You got to correct before they bark. And you have to do it the very first time. So even if your puppy's four months old and all of a sudden out of nowhere, you're like, holy, they just barked at a dog. Okay, there's your warning because you weren't ready because they've never done it before. Now you can be like, okay, I'm going to be in training mode. 
We're going to try to replicate that several times. We're going to go out and we're going to try to find dogs out walking. I'm not going to make a point of it, but you know, I'm going to be ready for it. So when a dog is walking by us and if I see my dog's body language change, I'm going to correct that. I'll be like, nope, that intensity right there, I know what's going to happen. And I'm correcting that there before it happens. It's really, really difficult to correct a dog that's already in a high state of intensity. If they're already barking, if they're already growling, if they're already so aroused in excitement, you can't correct that. It's very, very difficult if you've ever tried. Like, you're like I just can't get through this dog. Yeah, it's it, because it, you're wrong time. Like, you just can't do it then. It's your cue to now practice and work and replicate and proof and proof getting it done correctly at the right time. And it absolutely will change everything, your relationship between you and your dog. If you have a more assertive, confident dog, the variable of correction is always going to be higher and they're going to challenge more times. If you have a more submissive, tender dog, soft dog, that like, ooh, you barely raised your voice like, oh, I'm so sorry, which I love those. Your variable of correction won't have to be as high and you won't have to do it as many times. But there's pros and cons to both type of dogs depending on you know what you want, what you prefer to live with. All right. Oh my gosh. Good question. <laughs> I always have a lot to say. That's right. Uh, Heather, any tips on how to train off-leash? Off-leash Schroeder is 15 months, and I've been afraid to attempt this. We live way out in the country, and he's incredibly scent-driven. So he's not ready to be to have off-leash recall at 15 months. First of all, it can take a good two to three years old, and you're going to start setting him up in practice. So go buy a long lead or a crazy long rope at Home Depot and put a clip on one side and make a loop on the other. And you're going to let him, you know, you're just going to like, just like fishing, right? You're just going to let him go, let him go, get distracted, start smelling. And then you're going to call him and you're going to reel him back in. So he does not have the chance to fail because if you're letting him just go and you're calling and calling and calling, what are you actually telling the dog? I don't have to come to you. And now come to actually come to you means mom's going to say it 35 times and then she's going to come and chase me. And then I get, then I go into the house. Like it becomes this whole fun game, man. And chase is one of them. Like you should never, ever chase your puppy because what do dogs do to play? They chase each other, little tiny puppies. Like, okay, we're going to go. Let's go. And they take turns chasing each other. So you're out there in your pajamas and it's freezing cold and the dog won't come inside and you're saying, come, come, and you're calling their name and they're not listening. Oh, good training, you guys. You're literally teaching your dog to ignore you. So what do you do? I don't know. Bring a treat out there. Bend down on the ground and act like there's something really important on the ground. Turn your back to them and do that. They'd be like, wait, what did mom find? Ooh, I'm going to go see what did mom find. And then when they come to me, I'm not going to scold them. <laughs> I don't want to teach them that. I want them to always come to me and it's going to be good. So I got my treat. I'll give them a treat and I'll pick them up and we'll go inside. And then you can start practicing and replicating that. I'll just sit outside and I'll give my puppy a treat. And I'll just wait for them to go and go. And then guess what? They'll come back and I'll just give them a treat. And then they'll go and they'll go. And I'll just, I'm just like the Pez dispenser. Every time they come to me, they get a treat. I'm teaching them a very, very valuable lesson. Every time you come to me, it's a reward. It's safe and it's a reward. So, but out where there, you can't control the environment of bunnies and deer and all sorts of fun things. You have to practice and practice and practice and practice with a big, long lead. And then when you do say, come, Schroeder, come, or however you want to say it, you're going to reel them in. Yes, yes, come on, come on, come on. Pew, 
huge puppy party. Like it's the best thing in the world to come back to mama, even when there's distractions, high, high value treat and let them go again. Don't contain them. Don't teach them. Dang it. First time I come to mom, it's over. The fun is over. No, you come to mom, you get more fun and then you get to go back out and do it again. And then let the leash go and wait a little bit. Wait five minutes this time. Wait 30 seconds next time. Like vary it. Come, shorter, come, come, come. Reel him in so he can't fail. Give him a reward, lots of praise. Okay, go play. Go again. Repeat over and over different places, different locations, different distractions. Like it takes a long time to truly have a dog that's reliable off leash. So practice, long lead. Remember, every time they come to you is positive. If you're training that new puppy out in your backyard because they're so excited about there's a leaf and the wind is blowing the leaves and I'm chasing the leaves and shiny nickel and you're like, it's 10 o'clock at night. It's freezing. I need my dog to come in here. That's your clue. (laughs) You have to start teaching your dog what that means. So set up training sessions out in the yard. Put your chair right in the middle. Put your chair on the side. Stand there. Every time your puppy comes to you, say their name, praise them, and let them go again. And just keep replicating. Have different, super tiny, 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 high-value treats, rotisserie chicken, a little tiny piece of cheese. Many times it's so tiny, like it's a sliver of a piece of chicken, they just lick my finger and that's their reward. So none of these big chunks of food or treats, remember, we're trying to prevent tummy issues too. So you got to balance this a little bit. Even just if they're super food motivated, do these exercises prior to feeding and use their kibble. And then what an amazing way to feed your dog. Every time they came to you, they were positively rewarded with their own kibble and they played and it was fun and they naturally, I'm not, I'm not calling them. They just come to me because they know like I'm super fantastic, right? Like I got treats. I have food. I am the moon and the stars in their eyes, right? So that's another problem we have is you're out chasing your puppy and you're so frustrated, but you're telling your puppy to run because that's a fun game that they play with their litter mates, that they play with each other. And you know that because you've seen them at the dog park, you've had, you have another dog and they spend like they're chasing each other in circles out in the yard. Okay. Now, can you see how that's what a puppy thinks you're doing? They're not flipping you off. They're not intentionally disrespecting you. You literally are communicating to them. Let's play chase. So you just have to change that scenario a little bit and be like, I ain't chasing you, kid. Like, I don't play chase, right? You come to me because when you come to me, something great happens. So if it takes me having to sit on the ground and scratch and look like there's something amazing on the ground I just found, then that's what I'm going to do. So when a puppy doesn't come to me, I just turn around and sit and I'll just wait. And I may have to, they may not care. They may like, well, I don't, whatever she's doing. So I may just have to kind of go closer to them. I won't look at them. I'm not acting like I give a crap about them. I'm not acting like I want to pick them up and take them in. That's important. Just go a little bit closer to them and sit down again and try. If you have a few little treats, you can kind of throw one. Just do it good. So they smell it and they get to it. And they're like, Ooh, look what you got, ma. All right. And they're going to come right to you. Give them a treat pet them and then pick them up. Don't be like, oh, you damn dog. Like we're going inside. I cannot believe I was out of my Well, now you just taught them a very valuable lesson too. Cause when they come to you, it's safe. <laughs>